Welcome to Deathmatch, part four of four, the Grand Champion installment. This Chad and Cheese Deathmatch episode features Amon Brar, CEO of Canvas, and his Grand Champion Deathmatch effort. Deathmatch took place at TA Tech on September 27th in New Orleans at 9 a.m. in the morning with a room full of TA Tech practitioners loaded with mimosas, Bloody Marys, beer, and Chad and Cheese Snark. Enjoy. After a word from our sponsor. Dude, I just got off the phone with Teg. Teg, Teg. Oh yeah, over at Uncommon. Dude, do you know another Teg? Anyway, Uncommon just opened up their resume database of 100 million candidates to recruiters for free. Whoa, wait, what? Yeah, Uncommon's releasing their new database matching tech in beta before the end of the year, and they want to show it off to recruiters for free. All right, let me get this straight. Recruiters can sign up for Uncommon's beta, post their jobs into the system. The system then matches only qualified candidates from Uncommon's database of 100 million candidates. And this is all for free? I know, dude. For two weeks for free, but only during the month of October. Dude, Uncommon has some of the best matching tech in the industry. That'll be like cheating for recruiters. I know. Uncommon uses the qualifications in the job description to automatically source, screen, and deliver candidates that meet all requirements. It's pretty freaking dope. Did you just say dope? Here's how you register. Go to uncommon.co, click on the join beta button, and for all you Chad and Cheese listeners, if you use the promo code Chad Cheese, you will get extended by a full week. That's three weeks in the Uncommon beta for three weeks free i'm sorry did you really say dope dude shut up tell your recruiter buddies uncommon.co join beta chad cheese three weeks it's dope hide Hide your kids kids. lock the doors you're listening to hr's most dangerous Dangerous podcast podcast. chad soash and joel cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Make sure you got that uh, drink in hand. Anybody who wants a beer, if you would rather have a beer, we have beer up here at the Georgia stage. So, Good morning, everyone. You can tell there's very few things that would bring a crowd like this out at 9 a.m. after a night on the town in New Orleans. So uh, props to our good friends, Chad and Cheese. Without further ado, here's Chad and the Deathmatch. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. So today we're going to do our very first death match. Okay. So hopefully everything goes out off without a hitch. Um, If you've listened to the podcast, we do firing squad. This is kind of like an iteration. What's going to happen is we have four contestants. They're going to have two minutes to pitch. No PowerPoint presentations. They're going free falling. Okay, so no PowerPoint presentations. They're going to do a two-minute pitch, and then after that, the balance of their time, their 15 minutes, is going to be Q&A by our American Idol judging panel. That being said, after all four are complete, that will be pretty much the contestant version. We will, the judges will go 
make the determination who is the grand champion, and we will announce that at lunch. So, Julie. I'm looking for my handler. All right. There we go. Okay. First to stage. We have Canvas. We've got the CEO, Amon Brar. Watch out. They're coming. He's slinging. He's slinging. Boom. Very nice. Make it a rain. Okay, so uh, I'm on. Uh, you a little nervous? Extremely nervous. So uh, Joel, you usually don't get to see him in person. He's always, yeah. So, so now. I thought Joel was a woman. <laughs> don't start the 15 minutes yet. Yeah, they're, they're crazy. Okay, so are, are we ready? Are you ready? What's up, people? I love all of you. So. If your room was haunted last night and you wanted the Ghostbusters there, you would text them. You would not call them. Trust me. Faster response time. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, when you're on Tinder, when you're on Bumble, trying to get your swerve on, you are not setting up your date via phone screen. Are you? You're not phone screening your dates. So listen, the world has changed. It's changed inside the company, it's changed outside the company, and it's time that we adapt. So Canvas, 15 months ago, launched the world's first text-based interviewing platform. We've had just an incredible year. So uh, we've got great Fortune 500 clients. We've brought a lot of innovation to the space. Uh, Watson picked up the first phone call 140 years ago, and recruiters have kind of been running with that for over a century. So we think it's time that we adapt. Email is going by the wayside, and we really need to think about channels more broadly. What really separates us is keeping the human at the center of the conversation and having CanvasBot coach you and make you smarter every day. We've brought a lot of innovation to the table. The first to have an integration invited by, Snapkit, by Snapchat to Snapkit before their launch. Um, the first to have resume vision, so you can text a picture of your resume right to our platform, and it builds your profile with machine vision. And we can de-identify a transcript or a resume through the click of a button leveraging machine learning to help with diversity and inclusion. So I'll tell you today, we're going from cruise control to autopilot, and it's an incremental journey. And we're going to be honest with our clients about what the power of machine learning can do each and every day. But we're going to keep ramping it up. So thanks so much, and I hope you'll treat yourself to Canvas. Cheers. Thank you, Amon. Good job. That pitch was tight. All right, I'm going to hit you with the first question. Do it. Uh, some of your competitors, our audience will know, Text Recruit, a few of the others, uh, who just was recently acquired by iSIMS. Uh, you recently did a, a deal with JobVite. My question is, uh, I consider texting a feature more than a product, something that everyone will have. Uh, they'll get their Twilio account on. You know, they'll, they'll add this as a feature. Do you agree, disagree? And if you believe it's a product, how are you going to keep a mode up to remain a product? Yeah, so I think, I think text is a feature, right? I think it's about the depth, automation of conversation, conversation management, insights, matching, all those kinds of things that really make Canvas a platform. Uh, but everyone is going to consider uh, a buy, build, or partnership strategy when it comes to texting. The real question is, is how, to, how did companies like ExactTarget, MailChimp, and others stand on their own? It wasn't about deploying a simple email. It was about 
the automation around email, about marketing automation, about those pieces. So I think when you say is text a feature, the answer is yes. Is communication a platform? The answer is yes as well. And so I think we're really, really focused on building a diverse platform. Uh, great pitch. My uh, question for you has to do with uh, the legality of texting. It's a number of years ago now, but Simon & Schuster was held liable for almost $90 million um, because of their vendor didn't fully comply with TCPA. And I am wondering what liability does Canvas have if your customers have not dotted all their I's and crossed all their T's? Yeah, it's a great question. So a little bit of background. Uh, me and three of my coworkers were at a text-based startup over a decade ago called ChaCha. So we've got a lot of text-based experience. And TCPA is something that's front and center for us. So listen, don't start selling mountain bikes with Canvas or TextRecruit or Alio or anything else, right? So what we need to do is make sure you've got proper compliance built into the platform, make sure you've got very clear opt-out opportunities, make sure it's really clear who's addressing and why you're addressing them. And from our perspective, we're not list loading. It's an organic conversation from uh, the applicant that submitted back to from the recruiter back to the candidate, right? So in that sense, we're not asking for permission to call their mobile phone today, right? But if they said, hey, don't call me again, we wouldn't call them again. And in that same regard, as long as that platform has the technology to, ma to manage compliance, which we do, we'll keep that front and center. Um, my question to you is, do you have a client that you can share a real life case study and explain how you know, your service has actually increased ROI? or um, helped with efficiencies? Yeah, we, the seat, we actually have no clients. Super weird. So yeah, we've closed uh, dozens of clients. I hate it when that yeah, happens. Yeah, exactly. You guys have found me out. So listen, um, a, a recent example, we actually had a, a hospital call and say, listen, this has been so good for our employment brand, we'd like to publish our own press release about the use of Canvas and actually share our data with what's happening. So um, Community Health Network, um, with the $3 billion hospital group just published out on Canvas, they started leveraging Canvas in May, reached out to 2,000 candidates with an 83% response rate. Um, their average time to screen is something like four minutes. Um, their show up rates are like twice as high. And it's, it's essentially made every other channel that they use irrelevant. They've uh, 4X, 5X their revenue with us in six months, right? So I think you know, th those dollars through an organization that uh, runs on efficiency, uh, don't start flowing your direction unless you're really having a great impact. Excellent. So I know that many companies are already saying, well, my, my recruiters already use text. They've got their own phone. They're doing this. They've been doing it for years. Why do we need to consolidate on a platform? Yeah, it's a great question. So, um, you know, in the same way that people were email marketing before email marketing platforms, right? At the end of the day, you want an enterprise-grade platform that lets you manage those conversations, lets you manage compliance, lets you manage regulation. And look, when that recruiter leaves your company, that candidate data no longer leaves uh, with the recruiter, right? So that's a really, really important fact. Um, when Salesforce bought Exact Target, little known secret, and this is kind of what we're all about, is interaction models capture a lot more data than process models. Uh, Exact Target had something like three times the data per client that Salesforce had per client, right? And so you want that data living with the company, with the enterprise repository, and that's what we're helping enable. Messaging is becoming a, a wide spectrum, if you will. Some people prefer Facebook, some people prefer WhatsApp, particularly globally. Um, you guys are strictly text right now. Are there plans to go onto multiple platforms or not? And if yeah. not, why? Yeah, I would say the brand says it all, right? So you don't see text in our brand. You don't see um, bot in our brand. You know, at the end of the day, we're building a compelling, durable brand that's going to live with recruiters' needs over time. 
So we have things in our lab that are addressing all of these bits. You can imagine that you know the, the API capabilities with texting are a lot more advanced because it's a, it's a seasoned technology. So companies like WhatsApp and Facebook are still kind of working through you know, how they're going to partner, what's going to be available, what's not going to be available. And so I think you uh, could very easily imagine us, without saying too much, in lots of channels. So, so, from, so you were saying that the conversations are between uh, both the candidate and the recruiter. They're not um, automated in any way? Uh, they are automated. Okay. So we've got everything from kind of like, do you want to drive your car by yourself and just take a nice Sunday drive, or do you want to have a fully automated conversation or a partially automated conversation? Okay. So you can do an entire screen leveraging CanvasBot on the front end. But I think what really sets us apart is that CanvasBot is giving you recommendations while you're in the conversation. So for example, if you text me and say, hey, can you tell me a little bit about your benefits? We're going to actually tee up that response for you with the right document, right in Canvas, you click a button and it sends, but it's keeping the recruiter in that case in control, okay. right? So you can do that with all kinds of different answers and mediums. So it's teeing up answers to the recruiter, but not forcing them. But if you use Canvas bot on fully automation mode, then yes, that interaction is being managed. It's doing grammar analysis, sentiment analysis, and all kinds of analysis behind the scenes. Can you tell me also, is your platform tied into a CRM or what's managing um, the applicants and their resumes and all that? Yeah, so um, we certainly, uh, can handle resumes through our uh, resume vision technology. But we're, you know, we're really proud to say that we've integrated really effectively with the ecosystem. We have something like 14 different uh, ATS integrations in the last uh, 12 months. We've got the majority of the market share uh, in the space, so we're collaborating very effectively with uh, lots of ATS. So you can you know, manage those text uh, conversations with candidates right from your ATS and also separately. So what we kind of look at it is day-to-day -day messaging you can do from your ATS, but all the power tools um, and automation-driven tools kind of exist in Canvas, but there's a nice interplay between the two. So when you're talking about some of that automated messaging, is it kind of a blanket approach where all of the conversation is kind of the same across the board, or can it be segmented per audience? Yeah, so we can segment per audience. And the thing to think about is Canvas is essentially a headless application, right? So the beauty of the application, the UX experience, um, kind of meets the recruiter where they are with software, right? Extensions, mobile apps, Android apps, uh, iPad apps, and a, and a desktop experience. But from a candidate perspective, we want to meet them where they are, right? So whether that's text or these other channels that Joel alluded to. Um, and then you can certainly segment. So you might uh, think about handling a conversation with Snap based off a of Snap ad differently than the screening process that you might take uh, with, you know, someone that directly saw your job placement and engaged with you through your website. Looking through from an implementation standpoint, you're looking at having all these SOPs and all these different FAQs and, and whatnot that a company has, and you have to get all this uploaded into the into the platform, trying to get more of a, a broad base approach. Uh, how long does implementation take? Yeah, so we it, the long pull is typically recruiter training, right? So our implementation is very white glove. All the initial um, onboarding we kind of manage. So even though it is fully self-service, we take the initial documentation, we build out your initial questions library, we build out um, your uh, uh, Canvas bot capabilities, and then from there you can tweak it kind of on your own. In general, a client, even with an integration, is up and running within two weeks, but the long pull is just training. So if you have 40 recruiters, it may take a couple of sessions to get through those, through those training sessions for all 40. I'm always interested in what's next. What is next? Yeah, you guys. I, I don't know if I'm ready to, to kind of, uh, you know, reveal right now, but, you know, I would just think about this, you know, for 140 years, recruiters have been making phone calls, and, and think about how much data 
has been lost, right? Like basically trillions of bits of data every day have been lost between uh, candidate and recruiter conversations. And so we're really fundamentally interested in uh, channels in the, in the broadest sense possible when it comes to communication. Sorry, I'm passing out beers up here. So my question is, so you gave some statistics about the effectiveness. You said there's an 83% response rate with the candidate. Can you give us more information about it further down the chain and what's resulted in, in hiring and saving time um, in candidate experience, yep. which I really think is... Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you think about it, you know, let's, let's look at a show-up rate as being indicative of an outcome from a candidate experience. So you two clients, you know, Forward Air, Eclipse, Advantage, where, you know, literally from pre-Canvas, post-Canvas, because they're scheduling messages that go out to remind them of their interview that morning, it automatically has built in the directions to their campus where they just click it, opens up, and now they know where they're going, right? So all, you can kind of manage that experience from the screen, manage it, logistics all the way to day of, even a post-30 check-in, right? How's everything going? So uh, I know that in both those cases, they took their show-up rate from like 30% to 80% by kind of thinking about the relationship and staying on top of their candidates through, through Canvas. And from a time savings perspective, one of our recent time studies, I think it's a team of four recruiters, saves about 2,300 hours a year um, leveraging our screening capability. Okay, I work for an agency. We represent hundreds of clients and we are constantly putting ideas in front of um, our customers all the time. And so it gets to the point where um, our clients are a little overwhelmed. If you had to sum up why we should put, put you in front of our customer instead of one of your competitors, give me three reasons. One is I'd say, uh, I think we're, we pride ourselves on our, our kind of brand promise and honesty. You know, I was working with Bell Labs and, and machine learning and natural language processing about 15 years ago. I'm really up to speed on what's possible today, leveraging the best in machine learning and cloud computing. So we don't oversell, right? So I think that's number one. We have a reputation for that. And we're winning deals where the first time around, the client got oversold on what whatever bot of the day was going to do, right? And what we're saying is, yeah, a bot can do a lot, but a bot with a human can do a lot more. And so let, let us show you how we think about it. We're really focused on making the recruiter more effective through Canvas bot coaching them. And I think that brand promise has really lived up well. Two is I think we've got the best... Uh, kind of user experience, kind of end-to-end, -end, tied in with our integration. And third, we're really the only company uh, that's effectively sharing our conversational data back to the ATS. So if you're thinking about kind of one recruiter seat in your recruiter console, knowing that our data is actually flowing bilaterally in that API integration is, is, a, is really meaningful versus one set of data sitting in system A and the other set of data sit, sitting in system B. Amon, lastly, how can our audience find, more, find out more about you? Yeah, check us out on Twitter at GoCanvasHQ and uh, GoCanvas.io, GoCanvas.io. My mind's telling me no, but my body, my body keeps telling me yes, Joe. I don't know Thank why. You. Thank you. Thank you. I'm on our everyone. CEO of Canvas. This has been the Chat and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Thanks to our partners at TA Tech, the Association for Talent Acquisition Solutions. Remember to visit tatech.org.
The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.